Uh, folks, today uh, uh, we like to continue talking about uh, women's status in Pakistan, but uh, uh, just to uh, uh, tell something about uh, a CNN report uh, coming out today, which confirms that the aeroplanes which were used to bring 15 killers of Khashoggi to um, Turkey. Uh, the company was owned by uh, Mohammed bin Salman, MBS, the killer. And uh, he uh, confiscated their company from uh, a person called Al Jabari. And his son in law was running that. But then, a uh, few years back, they took over his company and forced him to leave the ownership. And those two planes, uh, which this uh, company had, uh, were used to ferry the killers from Saudi Arabia to Turkey and back home. I mean, the world already knows. The United Nations uh, report already confirmed this. American CIA already confirmed with confidence that the killing of Khashoggi was done by on the behest of uh, MBS but because the Americans did not follow their their historical ideology of uh, looking into every crime and who committed it and go after the criminal uh, because because of uh, Donald Trump he uh, had no uh, value for human rights and uh, ultimately the Americans bogged down on this issue and uh, looked the other way. Uh, historically we know that uh, when America was uh, not the only superpower uh, before uh, Cold War ended, uh, the Americans used to look the other way. Uh, while dealing with the, the world dictators and kings because they needed international support for the Cold War and <clears throat> uh, horrific uh, crimes were committed uh, before Cold War and the dictators and the kings and all they took advantage of uh, American involvement in the Cold War and its fight with the communism and Russia and China at that time. Uh, in Pakistan now we know that uh, Ziaul Haq, he used uh, Americans to continue uh, his power uh, after uh, Afghan war and uh, <clears throat> he went to uh, Washington DC uh, actually sent his uh, assistant, he was some brigadier who went there to negotiate with uh, <coughs> uh, President Reagan uh, the basic terms of involvement in Afghan Jihad and <coughs> uh, there is a note in uh, uh, American Secretary of State George Shultz who recently died uh, that the brigadier was uh, or the general was actually in the meeting and he said to Reagan, Sir, we would not like 
anyone to tell us what kind of government we sh we should have or what kind of system we should have in our country if you need our support on one front so regan immediately understood what he mean and he said general your internal affairs is your internal affairs this was the way americans used to deal with a lot of dictators and killers and uh, exploiters of their own nation uh, they were looking first into the support they need on cold war <coughs> and then were trying their best to help uh, every country uh, get better democratic values in the country wherever there was a military coup they were totally against it they raised voices they banned they put restrictions and all that was possible at that time but after cold war the america become an ideal superpower where they looked for human rights they looked for women rights they looked for human values un charter and its support uh, depended on the basic human values which each country should follow but in case of uh, uh, mbs and saudi arabia uh, during uh, trump time uh, these basic uh, principles were ignored and that is what uh, mbs took advantage of now that we have biden in the white house and democrats in control we hope they do something about it they take their uh, european allies <coughs> and uh, try to either remove this guy or topple the uh, saudi kingship which is actually a curse on humanity uh, it is not only hurting the saudis but hurting the whole middle east at the same time i would like so like to mention that something has to be done about iran uh by the administration might be looking to have some cooperation started but before that they have to be aware that the mullahs of iran cannot be trusted they are actually not human beings they are absolute killers they are monsters and they follow no human values they have strangulated the whole country just for their personal benefits the constitution they have made is so horrific that the whole nation is at the mercy of few mullahs they call it uh, the council of administration or something somebody who is overlooking where the country is going and these mullahs they don't allow even 1% of human rights and they have literally destroyed the greatest civilization in middle east persia a powerhouse is now a very poor and destitute country its currency used to be 1 dollar to 5 riyal now it is 1 dollar 
to 80,000 riyal. 40% of the population is jobless. And although they export oil through hook and crook and through blackmail, this crookedness and this uh, curse on the Iranian people have to be removed. It is very important that they are not allowed to make any nuclear bomb. They are not allowed to make any dangerous uh, arms and ammunitions because the Iranian mullahs will not think a second and use it against any country they dislike. Their first attack will definitely be Israel, maybe then Saudi Arabia, and they want everybody to kneel down to them. That should never happen, and hopefully will never happen. We want to see a free Iran, an independent Iran, where human rights are allowed to everybody, including kids, and these mullahs who are so-called Arabs and are definitely fake Arabs because Khomeini came from India. His family came in 18th century from India and I'm positive they were no more than sweepers or bungees in India. They migrated to Iran and they adopted their culture and then Khomeini uh, really took it over and created an absolute theocratic dictatorship. They must go. Iran's, the mullah face of Iran has to change. It has to go back to its past of great civilization. The most powerful country in the Middle East is now totally destroyed. Something has to be done. And every American government, every American administration will try their best to make sure that this happens. Even military solution should be an option because these mullahs who have so much power that in every department the control is under a mullah. Every arms and ammunition the key is with a mullah. So it is impossible for Iranian people to do anything about these bastards. This must change. This is for the good of the world and good for the Middle East and the best solution for Iranian people. I hope it happens. Now coming back to um, women rights, uh, when we were talking last time, um, I like to mention that the this Islamic mantra and Islamic rule and the uh, demonizing of women and bring their status to the level of dog and donkeys is the one planned by Sufi gang. They started this from 9th century. They then perfected it by 12th century.
and the Sufi gang flourished after 12th century. They worked with the Ottomans and became their right hand and helped them establish uh, the greatest Muslim empire. But the human rights and women rights were totally ignored. They took the example from 7th century barbaric era and further demean the woman name in the world. They went after anything or everything a woman likes. They don't want women to do makeup. They don't want them to walk straight. They don't want them to get education. They don't want them to uh, have any power. I mean, one can read any religious book where all these mantras and ayats and taskara and all this bullshit is written. At the end of the book, you will see a set of instructions where men are told, never allow your woman any freedom. Never allow to let her go alone outside. Never allow to be a woman, the leader of the house. Unbelievable. And these books are written in 20th century, starting from uh, Wahhabi mullahs like Mududi and others to Sunni mullahs and all others, they are so much against women that they think that if they don't talk about women, they cannot survive. On the surface, they say, oh, we love mothers. Mothers were loved by Muhammad and all that bullshit. No, Muhammad did not love any woman. He wanted to have sex with women and his associates and tribal leaders, they gave him a lot of women after when Khatija died and they took over this simple guy who was spreading his message for almost 25 years without any wrongdoing. But after that, they used him. They brought special ayahs from him and then they, which allowed terrorism, killing, plundering, selling women in the market, and all that barbarism. The mullahs call it Allah ka azab. But unfortunately, that azab is still continuing today. The examples set by Muhammad and his tribal leaders totally dismantled the status of women in Arab world. That is why we see so much negativity in Arabs. If the power of women was, had remained what they had before Islam, it could have been a better society. But they are, unfortunately, if you see these mullahs when they go out, uh, anyone can go to Bangkok and see these Saudi mullahs uh, having five, 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 six prostitutes all around. In their room, there are at least six, seven prostitutes. And they do all hanky-panky, which they see in porn movies. They drink, they rape, they have sex, 
because they got a lot of money given by Saudi government. So they don't say anything and support the dictators and kings of Saudi Arabia. And Saudi women have no right. They were not even allowed to drive until recently. And these mullahs were making all kind of stories and claim that if the woman, if they drive, this will happen. The woman, if they if they drive, their pelvis will get out of order, and all that drama. I mean, this is really unbelievable. And Pakistani mullahs say the same thing. They claim that the woman will wear jeans. Allah sends earthquake. In 2005, when 70,000 Pakistanis died in in Kashmir earthquake, the mullah claimed the same thing. Oh, what are you doing? And when you wear jeans, then Allah will send you So we see in uh, Muslim societies, uh, particularly in Pakistan, the uh, if the woman goes out, <coughs> you at least see every ten steps she takes. One guy is looking at him and looking at him very uh, greedy eyes because he has uh, no uh, uh, no system or no way to have uh, intersex relations or even talking they become all mentally uh, sick and uh, confused <coughs> they the way the uh, uh, they are treated uh, the Indian I mean the Pakistani boys <coughs> or Muslim boys from the childhood uh, from the time they get circumcised and from the time they get molested and beaten by mullahs or school teachers, they really are not a normal human being. And they look at every woman as some kind of sex toys. If we had a human an educated society. We don't see these. Uh, in Western uh, world, the women, they <coughs> walk in shorts, they walk in bikinis, and uh, nobody, maybe they glance at it, but nobody actually keep looking at them. Because there are so many. And uh, if you uh, look at a woman body, the only difference is that she has some extra meat on the chest which nature created so they can make some milk for their babies and they have a quarter pound less meat between the legs and that's, that's it but the man who clings to his chest from the day he is born and for many years until she feeds when he grew up he became 
the enemy of her chest. These are called boobs and we see that in the world uh, boob power is very dear to women. It is in entertainment industry you see uh, hundreds and thousands of medical practitioners who work on the uh, augmentation and other uplift of the women boobs and those women who are generally entertainers they use that power to make a living they are not prostitutes they don't take money for sex they use their talent and their quality of life to make other people's life better whether it is a, a topless bar or it is a regular bar the women they provide so much service to men and women alike that and they work so hard they have to go uh, do the uh, courses if somebody want to work in a bar they have to attend a course they have to get a certificate so they can uh, handle uh, the the liquor they cannot stay behind the bar unless they have a certificate and then the customer service and then the way they treat the customers that is what actually makes them money you will hardly see any sex uh, worker in a bar of course because consensual sex is allowed in civilized world they go to they go have sex with the people they like not everybody not every customer can can take them to their bed and if you go and see any casino or any other there are hundreds and thousands of women which make six figure income and they work 8 to 10 hours a day to perform their duty whether it is a gambling or whether it is some other service and they create an economy of over 900 billion dollar it is amazing to see that uh, one city in america las vegas has more economic value than the whole pakistan where half the women are tax dependent and this city has workers from all over the world you will see a lot of ethiopian people driving taxi ethiopian smart women uh, running the casino you see uh, a lot of uh, asians filipinos these people they make more than 60 70000 dollar a year and they run their family they pay taxes send money back home and that way they get better life in pakistan the mullahs have controlled women so much even after treating her like a devil that they don't allow them anything can't walk like that even can't breathe like that they 
advised to breathe keeping their shoulder low so the chest will not come out when they breathe and the muslim stupid men will not have that quarter inch meat in action the problem is because that stupid boy or man has not been educated has not been told that this is a human being it's not a sex slave it is not a sex uh, unit it is a person with a brain it is a person who is smarter than you and it's a person who raised the family so if you don't give them right keep them home and i was amazed when i heard one canadian mullah saying that allah is pleased with those women who are in the house and more pleased with the women who are in the last room of the house i mean imagine this bastard who is actually blamed to uh, kind of like hijack a muslim woman from another husband because in islam they have a drama of that if you divorce a woman you the woman has to go ahead a sex with another man before you can remarry remarry in sunni school of thought if a muslim man divorce one time it's a final divorce if he in one sitting if he says three times i divorce i divorce i divorce that divorce is final in other faiths it's different but once the divorce is done he cannot remarry and he must she must marry with another man before and that man should divorce her and then she can remarry is called halala i mean how barbaric a religion can be if a man made a mistake it should be his halala he should be sent to a pathan so he can really clean his ass and maybe with that his mind will be clean but instead they force a woman to get further humiliated unbelievable and i'm surprised the women of pakistan they don't rise against these barbaric traditions so this canadian mullah he uh, one man went to him and he said uh, you know i divorce and i'm staying and i want to remarry her he said okay i can marry her and then i will divorce her next day so he said okay so he married her and then he refused to divorce and even the divorce power in muslim men is so horrific so inhuman that only men can divorce the women can only get separation they call it khula i mean is this really a religion or it is a cult with the worst traditions and everything in this cult is against women and how to control them why can't a woman say i divorce you i divorce you three times and get rid of the stupid men 90% of muslim men anyway don't deserve to have a woman because they are not trained and educated to respect them 
only less than 10% educated one they treat their women right 90% they are just plain horrible husbands god bless